the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, hello, and welcome into the pilot episode of the Lou Sports Talk Podcast. Show number one is underway, and myself and the boys are excited for what is the start of plenty of both local and national sports talk podcasts, whatever the heck you want to call them. I mentioned the boys, and everyone out there is probably wondering who the heck are the boys. I have the absolute pleasure to be joined by Brandon Gallegos and TJ Williamson. I am Ethan Hannaford. We have some great topics to cover today, including Linwood jumping to D1, the Division I level, uh, the Cardinals baseball, right? Question marks about Jack Flaherty signings. Is there any more coming up? What the heck is going on in baseball? And then we're going to get into our National 9 talk. We'll have more on what that is going to be in a little bit. You're probably thinking, what the heck is the National 9? Well, you'll know. You'll know. Oh, you'll, right? know. you'll find out. Go <laughs> Before we get into any of that, though, it's intro time. Let me talk Let me talk some to the boys here. Brandon, TJ, here we are, finally, show number one. It's here. We made Brandon, it. Let, 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 tell the people about yourself. Yeah, you know, I. what can I say? I'm an exciting guy. Just kidding. Here I am. Yeah, Brandon Gallegos from Washington, Missouri. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be your hockey guy. Uh, grew up loving hockey. Grew up in a hockey home. Dad from uh, Colorado, and so he brought in a lot of hockey with him to the Midwest. Um, so that's that's kind of who I am. What I like to watch. Uh, growing up, played hockey up until the college level here at Lindenwood. Even uh, came in my freshman year uh, playing hockey, um, and then from there, uh, why this? Why now? Uh, because I think right now in sports. Uh, it is buzzing. The boys are buzzing right now, and this yeah, is a buddy. great time to be doing it. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm in my senior year here at Lindenwood, but really just excited to have a couple guys to talk about sports with, dig into. So, that's about me. Yeah, there he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon Gallegos. TJ, let's hear a little about yourself, bro. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is TJ Williamson. Uh, I used to live way back in Troy, Missouri. Uh, Hick down to unite between me and Brandon. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good time down there in Troy. Um, I played football for uh, for a majority of my time in sports, and so NFL is kind of my main thing, and college football also. So uh, big time Saints fan, big time Oklahoma Sooners fan, and um, Boomer yeah, Boomer Sooner baby. And uh, down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you. Oh, you got to. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I'm also a big-time NBA guy. Um, I'm probably one of the wider basketball players you'll ever meet, but I love watching the game. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, so I'm a big Curry fan, and I also love Chris Paul. Um, and then, obviously, Blues and Cardinals can't go wrong. Blues and Cardinals can't go, go St. Yep. Louis. You live in this area, it feels almost like it's the disrespect. You have to. It's it against is. the law. It is. You have to. Against the law. I mean, being at a college, obviously, you meet people from Chicago. They're, why are they always from Chicago, guys? I, I don't know. understand. It's awful. Bunch I don't of, understand it at all. The Chicagoans around here. Yeah, is that the right? Is that the right pronunciation? Chicagoans. They drive four hours here just to spit in our faces. <laughs> what they do? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Those ragamuffins. Um, Hawks and, fans. Yeah, and then I also uh, I'm also here at Lindenwood, uh, business administration senior. Gonna be graduating next semester with B, and uh, with Brandon B E. You'll, you guys will catch up. You'll catch up. Um, get it. And uh, I have an emphasis in management, so that's that's the main stuff about me. 
Yeah, buddy. Let's hear it. All right, I guess it's my, it's my turn now? Uh, yeah, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can talk this. What's up? What's up? Go, <laughs> <laughs> see where my priorities are. What's up? What's up, guys? Um, my name is Ethan Hannaford. Um, yeah, E. Ichan, somewhere along the line, somewhere in the middle there, maybe. I don't the know. The professional. Uh, the prof. I am a mass communications major with a broadcast emphasis at Lindenwood here. I'm a junior, first year here. Um, big sports guy. Love love the sports broadcasting. Absolutely love it. Done a lot of cool stuff over the, the last couple of years, and I'm excited here to get going with uh, another podcast uh, and to get something going with a couple boys that I absolutely love. So looking forward to this. Um... I guess I kind of covered all that's about myself. Oh, well, I guess who I cheer for. Obviously, Cardinals, Blues, big time. Um, big um, Michigan State fan. Um, big Michigan State and Alabama. I'm sure at some point that I'm going to get attacked for being a bandwagon. We'll get into that why I'm not a bandwagon. Um, <laughs> the then, uh, then uh, uh, big Peyton Manning fan. So Colts, Broncos at that level too. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting into this. We've talk- we talked a little bit in the intro about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, let's go ahead and start with, you know, it only seems right to start a local sports talk podcast, well, mix local national, but mostly local with our own school, Lindenwood University, hopping into the Division One level. Just a couple of weeks ago, um, the press conference was held. Very cool ceremony. Lindenwood joining the Ohio Valley Conference, um, set to begin very soon, boys. Very yeah. soon. Next school year, we're right going to be playing D1 ball, and that is legit. That's, that's crazy. Bring on so, Bama. So, you know, there's a definite oh, – <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a few different things about aspects of um, Lindenwood and just this area in general that will change, are going to start changing. Some of them immediately, some of them a little bit farther out. Um, Brandon, tell us, what is going to change about the student body? I know that – you are involved in some of the admissions work. You give tours here at the school. What is going to be changing as far as some of those things go? Yeah, so as uh, Ian mentioned, I'm tour guide Barbie here at Lindenwood, <laughs> which basically yeah. just means that I work here on campus, so I'm constantly uh, showing up-and-coming freshmen around campus, but also I'm just an ambassador here uh, for the student body. And so like, I've been able to really um, talk with others and kind of get the feel Athletes and non-athletes, too. I mean, 60, 65% of campus is athletes, um, but there's those non-athletes out there, too. So just, like, getting the f- getting the feel of what it's been like. And I think overall the, the word's excitement. I uh, I heard Greg Amsinger, when he was here on campus, use the word historic. I would agree with him on that. Um, but how it's going to change the student body is, I mean, practically, you got to update. I mean, there, there's some things that will need to be updated. Lindenwood has incredible facilities now. I mean, with D1, it, it, it gets stepped up another level. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as numbers, kids on campus, that's expected to go up. I mean, we're talking 4,500 on campus now. It's probably going to shoot us up to six or 7,000 wow. is what the talks is from admissions office, which is huge. It's, it's great money for the school, but also just a great atmosphere yeah. being built for the school. Um, you want to talk about bringing kids in uh, on game day? Uh, you, you go out and you play Division One football. Um, obviously... M- all due respect to all the sports out there, but like football and basketball, bringing in Absolutely. packed stadiums, yeah. it changes the game. It, yeah. it does. Oh, yeah. It does. And that's not a shot at any other sport. It just does change the game. So I think overall excitement, I think there's going to be growth on campus. You know, there's talks about, you know, with more kids on campus, probably going to be more more halls built, um, some updates to the neighborhood homes. If you're f- familiar with the St. Charles area, uh, Lindenwood's got some neighborhood homes they own and, and, uh, have some students live in. So, I mean, 
all it's going to do is make the campus better. Mm. Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. TJ, let's, let's go ahead and let's move in now to just this area in general. Mm. Obviously, St. Louis loves its sports, and that extends out to St. Charles. Definitely mm. considers itself closely to the St. Louis region. So yeah, yeah. What about just this area? How does Lindawood jumping to D1 change just this area in general? Yeah, so uh, since Brandon had the credential of working here on campus to talk about the student body, my credential for talking about St. Louis, St. Charles is that I sleep here in St. Charles, St. Louis. Yeah, so buddy. That's yeah. good. Got that under my belt. So anybody out there worried about, is this guy reliable? <laughs> Possibly. Um, <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Coming back to you later. No. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think I think a huge thing is going to be revenue. It's just going to drive in people to want to come mm-hmm. in to Lindenwood. Even if we get one semi-big competitor to come to our school it'll be like whoa name recognition of some big yeah. big well-known d1 school coming and it just takes one upset to be to yeah. put to put Lindenwood on the map mm. and then all of a sudden people are you know it's not just st louis st charles it's like you can spend a whole week in the area and yeah. have a really good time um i love this quote from my dad uh there's a there's a city near uh troy called wentzville and uh, it is – my dad says Wentzville is going to be the next St. Charles and St. Charles will be the next St. Louis. Mm. And that starts with the stuff like this. Like as we grow, as St. Charles grows, it's going to become more and more like a bigger city like St. Louis, Kansas City. Um, and, and that's going to be happening soon. And so um, – Shout out TJ's dad. Yeah. Th- yeah. <laughs> thanks, Pete. Um, Papa Teej. <laughs> Papa Teej. <laughs> and um, – <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, there's popularity of the city. I mean it's going to become more popular. People – don't really know a lot about St. Charles. If you go out, out of town and tell people I'm from St. Charles, they're going to be like, where's that from? And it's like, oh, St. Louis. So they're like, oh, okay. Um, St. Charles will start becoming more of a, a name-recognized uh, spot. And um, like I said, you know, if a Bama comes and plays us and we get wiped out, we're going to be able to watch on TV and be like, that's us. We're getting wiped <laughs> out right now. That's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited for that. And then, um, <laughs> and then on top of that, uh, there's a better chance of retaining homegrown talent. Yeah. Maybe Ethan's going to talk about this when he refers to how it changes the sports. But um, in short term, for popular revenue now, we're going to we're going to rely a lot on the bigger colleges to come in and give us name recognition until we can kind of stand on our own and then we'll be our own brand so yeah absolutely and i think one cool thing and and during the the conference had a chance to chat with one-on-one espn's own randy character and he talked about how i mean in four years lindenwood will have an opportunity to punch its ticket to the NCAA tournament. Love that. Right? Crazy. To, to throw things off, to be the next St. Peter's or to be the uh, next don't, don't Florida Gulf Coast, right? Like, uh, I mean, to be one of those teams. And, I mean, how exciting an opportunity yeah. um, just the, for the potential in that to yeah. be able to say this is going to be St. Louis's only Division One football team. Yep. That's yeah. crazy. I yeah. mean, I mean, the next nearest one is what, SEMO? Yeah. Se- I mean, and that's several – that's not St. Louis. Sure. So no, for – with the Rams leaving a couple of years yep. ago, Battlehawks failing. Yeah, well, they're coming back. Rocks bringing them back. The cause, the law. <laughs> yeah, the you know? bringing them back. But right now there is the no law. Back. Right now there is no law. So I mean, but so adding that aspect of it is also, I mean, just huge for the city. Huge. There's going to be attraction to, oh, what did Linden would do in today's football game or today's basketball game from people all over the St. Louis region because of that. So going yeah. D1 changes a lot of the aspects yeah. in that. In sports, there's several things that it changes. Obviously, there's some things with 
scholarships as far as uh, Division One goes, the transition to D2 to D1, mm-hmm. um, is a little bit different. For the next sure. couple of years, Lindenwood will not be able to qualify for um, the tournament yeah. for uh, NCAA basketball mm-hmm. or for any conference tournament, um, whether it be basketball or any sport, um, which I know some of the athletes now are a little bit frustrated about. And, yes, that, that, does, that sucks. It's, it sucks. But um, to be able to look at the potential for where you could be down the road from that is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing that is cool about Lindenwood is there is a lot of homegrown talent in oh, the area, sure. which is which is cool. Yeah. And I have to imagine, I mean, we know St. Louis when it comes to football, basketball, there is a lot of talent in the area that goes out to D1 schools. You have to think that Lindenwood's going to start attracting even more homegrown talent and even mm-hmm. more um, loads of talent as far as, you know, I mean, it wasn't long ago that – that uh, Jason Tatum was playing yep. at Chaminade. And, yep, and yep. I'm not saying Lindenwood's going to grab the next Jason Tatum, but Maybe. I'm saying I that <laughs> but the, <laughs> but I'm saying that the potential for that is, is huge. So it changes recruiting um, in a huge aspect. Uh, so yes, there are going to be plenty of aspects of sports that are changed um, and just the competition, right? I mean, like you said, uh, or like, like you said, TJ, uh, I mean, it was a couple years ago that Murray State, which is leaving the OVC now, but have been in the OVC for the past however many years um, in football, played Georgia. Yeah. Two years ago, yep. they played Georgia. Yep. That could be Lindenwood very easily. Yeah. Like, you could get spanked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, but to be able to, that's, that's recognition right there, you know? Yeah. So, things like that. Um, will most definitely change how this school flows. Yeah. Yeah, and something I could just add to that too. I mean, Lindenwood's been they've just been genius with their timing too, right? Because it's not. I mean, from an athletic standpoint, they're they're having all this momentum going D one. From an academic standpoint, they're carrying out that momentum as well with adding nursing program coming in twenty twenty four. I mean, that's more students on your campus. Yep. That's more recognition. It's all this one wave, and they're doing it at the right time. Um, they're sending out a four-year plan to not only, you know, the athletics team, but they're sending it to admissions. There is a vision that they're wanting to carry out, and I mean, to go off of TJ's point, Lindenwood's already been a huge part of St. Charles for the last mm-hmm. decade. I mean, going from NAIA to Division Two, that was a huge change. It changed the just the overall demographic of what Lindenwood students was, but also changed like the impact Lindenwood had on St. Charles. Yep. And I think this is only going to do do that as well to the to the city it's going to be good for the historics yeah. the historic district of st charles yep. and then um, like you said the entire st louis region i mean we have a football team yeah we have a football team um from a sports guy i'm pumped yeah, yeah. it's, it's to. gonna, gonna be a lot of fun really looking forward to it sticking with one saint it's, it's so weird now to think like linwood's always been like st louis sports region right but yeah. like now i mean with the jumping it really feels like i mean it's going to be considered like you know you see st louis sports it's not just going to be cardinals blues and and the Billikens, right? Lindenwood's going to be added to that that yep. group, so that's really cool. But sticking with St. Louis sports, we're going to transition here now to some Cardinals baseball. Oh, thank God! Thank God we're here. It's it seems like it's been, it seems like it has been a long, long time since Chris Taylor took Alex Reyes deep in in the wild card game. And I'm sorry to bring it up; it hurts still a little bit. Maybe, uh, I forgive did you. Just do that? I, did I, for, I, mean, I forgive okay. you. Should I play Marvin's room? Okay. So, but but no, you're uh, not going to play a clip of that home run, are you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay. No, that's not until just, we transition. No, to I, video. I, I really want to do a second I episode. I don't want my <laughs> I don't want my our listeners to hurt more than they already did for me that's saying fair. that. Yeah. Um, but for real, 
It seems like it's been so long since that happened and since we said that Cardinals baseball is over for – and then even extended because of the lockout um, and everything. So finally, so happy that the lockout has ended, that both sides were able to agree to overall what I thought was a pretty well-structured CBA for the next five years. So looking forward to seeing how some of those things play out. But focusing a little bit more specifically on the Cardinals, spring training's underway, boys. Uh, first game yesterday – Got the Dubsky against uh, the Astros. Not that mm. wins or losses in spring training really matter, but just getting to see the guys develop, get to work a little bit, is, mm. is really exciting. Um, and and there's been, there's been a couple of changes on this team this year. We we saw before the lockout, the Cardinals signed Steven Matz to a four year deal, um, forty four million, uh, very team friendly deal um, yeah. that we've talked about a little bit, and then. Less than twenty four hours after the lockout, um, signing reliever Drew Verhagen to a two-year deal, and then a couple days later, Nick Whitgren to a one-year deal, and then the more noticeable one here in the last couple of days, signing uh, outfielder Corey Dickerson also mm. to a one-year deal, a lefty guy that you could use potentially in the DH spot, potentially off the bench. There's going to be a lot of things, um, and maybe as a fourth or fifth outfielder, a lot of different mm. things you could um, that you could look into for him. So my first question is, what, what are the thoughts here on the recent moves, the, the, the movement that's going, been going on for the Cardinals in the midst of all this offseason craziness? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, just to start off with Dickerson, that's a that's a team friendly deal. That's a nothing hurt deal, mm-hmm. is what old uh, Papa Gallegos would call it. That's a nothing hurt deal. <laughs> that's a that's Shout a one year deal. One year deal. Uh, I mean, you can't beat it. You're gonna put him as a left handed DH. Um, he's gonna help you out in your outfield. That you know, late in the year, if some injuries come up, he's gonna be able to do that for you. Yeah. You don't want him necessarily in that role. You want him more as a DH. You want his bat. Um, but I like it. It's a safe pickup. Uh, for those people out there that are begging for story and you know Pujols and want that that really that flair that that Nostalgia. glaring yeah. uh, sign, it's not going to happen. It's not it's not happened yet. Um, but Diggerson does it does fill a need. You needed a left-handed bat in your DH, and and I like it. Um, for me, I also like the Mats pickup. Like you said, team friendly. I mean, 11 mil a year. Um, you need him uh, even more so now. I mean, we're going to talk about Flaherty later in the show, but. Um, you know, you don't know what you have injury-wise. It's a long season. Something that I didn't even think of. I was reading this yesterday. Uh, I was reading this yesterday, and I didn't even think about this. I mean, we're heading into our first full 162-game season. I mean, like, full scale in a while. Yeah. I and mean, no seven-inning doubleheaders. No seven-inning doubleheaders. going to be back mm. completely. And It's good. And... I don't know. For me, I mean, pitching-wise, you're going to lose some arms, too, with the short spring training. Yeah. You know, you come in, you go. I mean, these guys, they train well over the off season, but you come in for spring training, you got three weeks. Yeah. The season starts. You're going to lose some arms. And so to have a guy like Math who's going to be in the center of your rotation, potentially starting higher in your rotation yeah. with, depending on what we'll see with Flaherty, like I said, but... I like those two pickups a lot. I think we'll be able to separate who the people that put in the work during the offseason are and who the people who aren't just based off the, the lockout. I mean, the lockout, it wasn't a lot of time, but it was enough to where someone could have a little bit more rust developed on them, and you can you can see it in the in the get-go with the start. I am the most hopeful for uh, Verhagen. Um, I, I, it's interesting to me that he played in Japan before this, actually. And, um, mm. yeah, so that's really interesting to me because you don't know the level of competition is exactly yeah. where you want it to be. But there's hope, right? There's hope yeah. that he can take that step up. Well, I think they look at a guy also like Miles Michaelis who, who mm-hmm. has come, come, came yep. out of Japan. Same thing. And, and we've also seen guys that come out of Japan and then next year seem to really have some success, right? We saw yeah. that with Michaelis' first year yep. was 
what seventh in Cy Young voting. Yeah. We saw that with Sung Wan Oh a couple of years ago when he closed for the Cardinals and what he had like 40 saves. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a really good year. Yeah. Um, we saw that with KK in 2020. Was he phenomenal or what for the Cardinals? Yeah. All of these guys are guys that came straight from Japan. And I think yeah. that part of that is not only, yes, there's question marks on the, okay, what can we expect out of this guy, yeah. um, you know, based off the competition, but there's not a lot of recent film on what they're doing. So sure. sometimes there's a little bit of a transition period sure. as far as what's the adjustment um, for MLB guys facing these facing sure. these guys and I think that sometimes I think that John Mosellock figuring that out and I think sure. he's trying to use yeah. that to his advantage would you agree Brandon yeah I, I think so and I, and I don't really know Ethan you could probably answer this question better I don't know if they're going to use him as more of a long reliever guy coming out in the fifth inning and they need to cut two or three innings from him, or if they're going to use him more that set up man role I don't know what you see I, I don't expect I think that the Cardinals really like their end of the road end of the load um setup yeah. situation that they have yeah. once Alex Reyes is healthy again for those yep. who don't know he is dealing with a shoulder issue right now um, so he is going to be on the aisle to start the year but um, the, the goal is that I'm assuming they're going to want to have Cabrera Reyes who am I missing who closed last year besides mm-hmm. Reyes at the end who closed those games out at the end who was that? He had McFarland step in for a couple McFarlane games. McFarland stepped in. So, so he had Cabrera it, for a few. They have overall an idea of where they want to go. Gallegos. Gallegos oh, started closing at the end of the year. My That's last name. You've got to be kidding me. I'm tripping. My last name <laughs> no, you're is Gallegos. Gallegos. My <laughs> That's the man I forget. So, but but my well my my point with bringing that up is that they have the idea of where what where they want to go. I think with the very end of their bullpen. They're going to use Cabrera against the toughest roles. McFarlane could mix in there as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. They know who their last two are going to be in Gallegos, and um, I just lost it again. Reyes. In Reyes, yes, in Reyes. I think that despite them saying that they want to use look into Reyes as a, uh, a starter, yeah. with the amount of injuries he has, yeah. I, it would really surprise me if they don't just keep him in the pit. Yeah. I think yeah. that he is set up really well. As a bullpen guy, I know we had some yep. issues towards the end of the year last year. I still like him in the pen. So, yes. Ethan, do you see any of these new guys that have been signed as a replacement for Garcia? Not in the not in the pen aspect. I I don't know if you look based off of their recent numbers. I don't have unless the Cardinals unless John Mozeliak knows something that I don't. And you know what? He He's probably getting does. Paid millions of dollars, so there's a good chance he might. Um, I don't see any of these guys filling in Luis Garcia's role, um, mm-hmm. and the reason being is that. Uh, Garcia was a relatively young guy, didn't have too much major league experience. I don't even know if John Mosellock expected Garcia to do what he did for the Cardinals last year. No. Um, I think that the Cardinals have an idea of what they're getting here. They're getting some guys that can eat innings in case you did. You saw the Cardinals really struggle last year in the area of, our pitching's gone, what do we do now? And they had yeah. to trade for John Lester, Jay yeah. Happ, and everyone thought the Cardinals are done, right? Yeah. Miracles happen, I guess, and the Cardinals found a way to win 20 games in a row. And those guys were big parts of it. So I think this is more of like, a okay, we have some guys now that have MLB experience. If our arms go kaput, which they're already on a good track for that, right? <laughs> we're headed there. Yeah, we're on the way. Don't Just give it 60 games, guys, okay? <laughs> but now they have some guys that have some experience. If you need to throw them into a starting role, you can do that. And Mosellock even talked about that. I think with, I think with Verhagen, he said like he's going to be competing for a starting spot. Mm. Do I think Verhagen's going to be a starter to start the year? Probably not. But I think that if it gets down to a point like 
a guy's injured, Verhagen needs to start a couple of games, then they'll 100% yeah. do that. Would De- you guys? Decent Band-Aid, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So not really an end-of-the-bullpen, high-leverage situation, get the job done, yeah. but a guy that can eat some innings for you and, and, and figure yeah. out things when you need to, step into different roles. Yeah, I think if Verhagen's competing for a starting job and he gets it come opening day, I think Yikes. I think there's a couple of injuries that have happened in order for him to get in there. I don't see him having a realistic shot at making that fifth spot in the rotation. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, like you mentioned, TJ, he also wasn't even in the league yeah. at the at yeah. last year. But also, I mean, we saw Michaelis do it. He came in and was an absolute stud. He's the number this, one. He was their number one. He came in and was a stud. Now, he hasn't necessarily had that same success. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, You don't need him to now. You have no, guys you above him. You you need him as a four or five guy in your rotation you do. to just stay healthy and pitch you six you innings. That's yeah. all you need him to do. Yeah, he was like a new shiny toy at <laughs> yes, first. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and, and we got good use but out now, of it. Took we've a had a couple Christmases this, since, all right? We've had a couple Christmases me, since. Well, yeah, my point being, to me, this is not a Michaelis 2.0. Yeah. That's not what this is. I would agree. It's unfair to compare him to that. Agree. Yeah. It's unfair. I would agree. So we've talked a little bit about the pitching, right? We've talked about some of those potential injuries. It's only fair that we go into Jack Flaherty because everyone's, everyone Don't is, make me fingers crossed, <laughs> getting a little bit nervous right Drop now about, <laughs> about Jay Flair, about the dark night. No, that's 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 Matt Harvey. What a, yeah, what's know. it? The spark. He's the bring the spark. That's what that's what Flaherty says. Bring the spark. Um. Anyway, he's all about his Did own you little quotes. Matt Harvey. <laughs> no, no. Bring the spark is what Flaherty always says on his Instagram. He's all about his own like his own mm. like his own mm. brand you stuff. Mean culture, Ethan. Stop it. That's oh, enough it. of that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um. So last week it became known that Jack Flaherty was having some issues with his right shoulder. Yesterday he was officially diagnosed with. Um, bursitis in that shoulder and received a plasma injection on Friday. Um, he will start the season on the IL. It's looking like it's looking like it's probably going to be a couple week pushback. He's not going to be throwing, I believe, for the next two weeks. So the timeline as far as when he starts has not been announced. I'm hoping we see him in April. Is yeah. my hope. That's what yeah, I hope. Yeah, if we yeah. can see him towards the end of April, then you, I think it's a little bit of a sigh of relief. You could get through those first couple of weeks without your number one guy. Mm. Sigh of relief. But yeah, so obviously there's a little bit of stress about that, and we saw him come off of the couple of injuries. He missed a lot of time last year when he was healthy. He was good, but he missed a lot of time last year due to the oblique injury he faced, uh, or he had in late May, early June, somewhere in that time. Early June. And then. Also, the shoulder injury towards the end of the year, which they announced, um, ended up being a really small tear. So, um, my question, my question to you guys is this: We've seen now a year that has been plagued with injuries. Twenty twenty, it's hard to really judge twenty twenty for a year because it's just it was so weird. Yeah. But he wasn't a hundred percent during during COVID, and then we saw last year where he had the injuries. At what point do you have to stop relying on Jack Flaherty to be your number one guy and you have to move in a different direction? Still be in your rotation when he's healthy, right? But that idea that, okay, he's just too injury-ridden. Almost like relying on Alex Reyes during those years of injury to be your closer. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, what's the best ability in sports? Availability, right? And so on one hand, you could think of it as, man, he hasn't – what has he done for us lately? On the other hand, the last time he was on a baseball field, he was actually doing really good, 9-2 record last year. I don't don't know if I see enough negative evidence to say let's just – kick the dust on him i will say though if you're not preparing for the future you're actually you're failing for the future and so it'd be silly of us not to try to prepare in case he got injured but i mean i like i like flaherty personally yeah and um mo i mean john was like he's never been the guy to hit the panic button in march okay and i don't think he's going to do that now um i mean 
throwing shoulder. It's definitely scary. It's definitely a looming, a looming uh, injury. But like, I mean, it's one of those things where you know you get into early April, you start the season off. He's on the eye, you know, and he's 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 hurting. He's not feeling good. And one of those one of those times where it's like if this thing starts nagging into late April, uh, then you're starting to worry. Then you're starting to to find different ways to fill him as the number one. Because I mean, if we're talking further than April. We're talking a more serious injury. Then he's not going to come back and be your number one and give you seven innings a game. I mean, first off, he's not going to do that to begin with. Yeah. Uh, to start the year, if he's dealing with this injury, but yeah. he, if we get into May and June, we're not going to be expecting him to go late into games. We're working him back in um, slowly. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it's definitely yeah. a looming injury, but it's going to be something where I think it's you don't hit the panic button yet. He's still your ace. He's still your young star, right-handed pitcher, uh, top of the rotation guy. Mm. I just um, you can't hit the panic button yet. No, I would I would agree. I, I don't think it's panic time yet, but I think it is something to keep in mind down the road. Okay, what yeah. if this continues to loom and a, there's something wrong maybe with his delivery that is forcing these injuries to come about continuously? Um, so definitely something to keep an eye out on as things continue on. Um, I tell you what, though, cannot wait for opening day. So excited. April yeah, 7th, pumped. opening up. It seems like it's been a few years since the Cardinals have opened up at home, which yeah. is cool because normally mm. it feels like they play on the road and then it's a couple weeks later. Yeah. That, that's, so that seems, tired that of seems opening. Spoiled so entrance. disrespectful Spoiled entrance. Yeah. to baseball heaven, right, yeah. to, to, to St. Louis. So, no, but I'm really excited for that. Looking forward to yeah. um, all of that getting underway. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to talk about. Um, yeah, TJ. So, so uh, speaking of St. Louis, uh, St. Louis sports in general, uh, we actually we have some quote-unquote breaking news. It won't be breaking news for the people listening, but it just happened for us. Uh, Blues defenseman stuff has been happening even while we were recording, even before then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and for yeah to go off of that, TJ, I, I'll just add basically what, what TJ is referring to right now is uh, Hampus Lindholm uh, right here. We're recording on Saturday afternoon. He's been shipped from Anaheim to Boston uh, for a whole set of picks, four different picks, in fact, and a young prospect. Uh, that was a defenseman that the Blues were looking at yep. to fill that second line lefty man. That's that's what they need a left-handed second line defenseman um, to go to go alongside Pareko there. And um, there was talks it was down to Boston and St. Louis uh, even as early as this morning. Elliot Friedman reporting that it was uh, down to those two teams. It looks like Boston uh, shipped it off. Ar- Army has been set in his ways. He's not giving up a first rounder. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do it. And it, it showed it's not going to get Lenholm. They Anaheim was trying to lock him down on an extension uh, and couldn't, and so they shipped him off. Other NHL news, um, again, just breaking for us here, uh, Drew shipped from Philadelphia to Florida uh, wow. in a deal. Yeah, uh, fifth, was there for almost 15 years. Wow. Nobody in NHL history has ever played right at 1,000 games for one team. He played exactly 1,000 games. That's crazy. They celebrated a couple Poetic. days ago. Shipped from the Flyers to um, to Florida, they've sent back a top five prospect in the NHL, uh, Owen Tippett, are they all and a what? few picks. They are they're watch. looking lethal. They I mean they pick up Ben Chirot, yep. who from Montreal. It's another defense number one on TSN's trade bait um, defenseman that the Blues were looking at. But you're not going to get those guys without giving up a first round mm-hmm. pick. Um, so we see where the Blues will go from here. Yeah, and it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Um, that's something that, as far as you know, following the deadline, following 
this second half run for the Blues in the NHL in general. Oh, that's going to be so much fun to yeah. follow. And I mean, perfect timing for getting for getting all this going. Super excited sure. for just all that getting underway with that. Yeah. So we're going to be starting up what Ethan alluded to earlier as the National Nine. Basically, we'll have nine minutes to go as quickly as possible through all of the different things that have been happening recently. NFL free agency, baseball, March Madness, everything you can possibly think of news-wise. You guys ready? Let's, Let's get do it. it. Okay, cool. Let's yeah. kick into it. All right, so first topic, Tom Brady. What are your thoughts? Mm, bring him back. <laughs> love it. He's back. I love yeah. it. I mean, you're looking at the NFC South, why yeah. wouldn't you? Did you see the did you see the video that the Colts posted when he retired the celebration like it was the SpongeBob oh, video yeah. he's moving out and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um, Squidward's like oh we're so I'm so sad and then he goes into his his house and celebrating <laughs> they, they, the Colts posted a second video of like the continuation yes, that. of that scene and like the tear from SpongeBob's eyes going into the ground and his house like comes down and like it grows out of nowhere and like it's like Brady's back and like the Colts fans were like. Squidward, you yeah. like completely crushed by the house. It's like, <laughs> why is why is SpongeBob kind of prophetic? I know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so so in adult listeners' terms, yeah. the Colts are unhappy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colts are unhappy, and, and pretty Brady, much the rest. Brady's gonna win the South again. I mean, yeah. as long barring man not barring go out on the Super Bowl, how can that man not? It, go he's, out? Going yeah. he's going to. He, no, he that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It just didn't make sense for him to leave when he did. Yeah, sure. looking at the NFC, right. it makes sense. Yeah. So next up, Deshaun Watson, 230 million guaranteed getting traded to cleveland what do you guys think Ooh. i mean it makes sense why he chose cleveland <laughs> yeah. isn't it is it 230 million reasons yeah 230 million reasons atlanta and new orleans is not going to give him that yeah and he knows that he's also going to a decent offensive line with a great running game mm, the yeah. pressure's not on him and if he plays we'll, we'll see where this goes and amari cooper amari cooper yep. that's what i was about cooper, to say yep. and it's interesting too like jarvis just getting released um, one of some of the reasoning, but that, well, well, maybe we kind of have an idea, you yeah. know. I had to open up a little cap space potentially. For sure. It's going to be fun to watch that team, though. And I just love how, and we'll talk about this more as we talk about some of these uh, more NFL yep. Yep. signings and what. But it seems like everyone's just all in right now, yep. and I love mm-hmm. it. It's so much fun. Good yeah. for the Browns for for making something happen. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. And Ethan's pretty excited about this next one: Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos. Uh, started to be questioned whether Russell Wilson is a top five, top ten quarterback recently, but I feel like with him being on the Broncos, he has utmost amount of opportunity to prove. It. Well, here's the here, here's this. the deal: <laughs> yeah. we're gonna Boy. we're gonna find out. Okay, we're gonna yeah. find out. The 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 Broncos gave a lot. In return, you, you could argue that they sold their future. Well, their future is Russell Wilson, that they would say. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, well, the questions of you know is is Wilson still a top five, top ten quarterback? I think that now that you give a team that is sound around him, we had seen a lot of issues with the Seahawks and um, ailments and th- areas of struggle. The O line was rough. No quarterback has been sacked more in the amount of years that Wilson has played than Russell Wilson. Ridiculous. Um, so and you give him a sound a defense again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the Broncos have gone out and gotten some other pieces as well. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see how he performs in that AFC West. Yeah. The craziest part is that, I mean, you could legitimately say, I mean, there's a good chance that one of those teams in the AFC West is not going to make the playoffs. And that's Sad. the that might be the best argument is who's the team that gets thrown out. Because yes. I think that right now it's it has to be relatively even with all of those teams relatively i'm not saying that like the chiefs are the most likely to miss the playoffs Mm -hmm. but i'm saying like 
anything can happen this mm. year in the West. It's yeah. going to be fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. yeah, and not to mention the last quarterback that had that same stat as Russell Wilson for being sacked as many times was Andrew Luck, and mm. he ended up retiring because of it. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad Russell Wilson doesn't have to die with the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, next up, 15 seed St. Peter's upsets number two Kentucky in the March Madness Madness. Good thing that I guessed this right. No, I didn't actually. I would. No, no, but that that was kind of crazy. Um, I think I don't think anybody got it. Like I think people the only people after that I think there was it was less than fifty perfect brackets. Yeah, some, in, thir- the, in the world, some thirteen year old punk put St. Peter's or yeah, some St. Right. Peter's student. Yeah, some St. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Nuts. Ne- Matt, there's up. a reason they call it March for sure. Madness in March. Yep. Uh, Devonte Adams getting traded to the Raiders. Holy Toledo! You gotta look. I've been telling you guys the entire off season that the Raiders were gonna go all in on something. I I was dead wrong about Carr. Uh, I I thought they were they were shopping Carr. Turns out I was wrong. Uh, they brought in Adams. If you if your Carr and you're reunited with your Fresno State former teammate, huge for the offense. Now I'm still nervous about the offensive line. Uh, I mean we've seen in many offenses even last year. You have a great team, great offense on paper, but your offensive line has your QB scurrying. Uh, I love the pickup. I love that they locked him down to a to a long term deal as well. But man, what a wide receiver core, huh? Oh. Renfro, Waller. Adams, turning Waller. it, turning it around, turning around on the other side. Are the are the Packers like just trying to like find ways for Aaron Rodgers to hate Rodgers him? Rodgers like, got to meditate. We got we got we got we got him locked up now. Now we're now we're good. We're I mean it just it's crazy to me. They're trying crazy. to test this new uh, religion he's going through, right? I, this new patience right. thing he's trying. They're like, how and much can is, we tick this guy off? And this isn't he... something to talk about right now. But yeah. like, where do the where do the Packers go now? I mean, the that was the heart of their offense. I mean, where do they go now for real? That'll I mean, be something for another day. Yeah, but. for sure. They have something in their arsenal. I mean, they yeah. can get back a good load for Jordan Love, in my Maybe. opinion. Maybe they go out and get a wide receiver with Love. Or they just go to Big Bob Tanyan. He's out no. there on the uh, tight end. No, it's going to be um, Randall Cobb. It's going to be Randall Yeah, Cobb. yeah, Randall Cobb. Bring Randall. back Greg Jennings uh, while you're sting, at it. Sting with the NFL, uh, Khalil Mack. Chargers. Oh, baby. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, if you're the Chargers, why wouldn't you? You're looking around at your other AFC West companions and going, I need a little bit of help. Bringing (laughs) in Khalil Mack. The linebacker, I mean, TJ, you said it earlier this year, the Chargers were getting the ball run down their throats. Khalil Mack helps with that. Yeah, he definitely does. Not only does it help with that, I mean, it completely, it changes the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that completely changes everything for the identity of that defense that's been clearly the weakness the last couple of years with that squad. Mm, Um, As far as I think that, you know, we've seen Justin Herbert, the O-line, yes, we've talked about that, but um, that has improved here in the last couple of years a little bit. Um, definitely some areas where this team's going to want to continue to improve, but mm. like I said, the AFC West, holy cow, it's gotta love crazy. it. Gotta be fun. Gotta love it. The worst enemy of a quarterback is a really fast, huge guy that wants to tackle him, and that's yeah, Khalil Mack. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, agree, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if Carr, <laughs> uh, Mahomes, and Wilson know what's coming for him. Switching back to baseball, Freddie freaking Freeman signing with LA seven year deal. Seven years. One, somewhere in that range. Wasn't it around that 180? Somewhere in that crazy range. We're going to go with a lot. It's That's a what lot. we're going to go with. Ugh, it's a it's sad hurts. day. It hurts. Our statisticians. You know, Freddie, up Free, right now. Freddie Freeman was um, like, he was officially my favorite non Cardinal in the league yeah. before this. And uh, it doesn't change the, who the man is. Like, he's a good guy and he's good for the sport. But seeing him in a Dodger uniform is going to suck. That just. It does. That stinks. Such a likable guy on a. On a, just a team, yes. I really don't want to yes. like. So I got to figure out 
little yeah. bit of heart posture. Yeah. Who's my new? Is he going to stay my favorite mm. non-cardinal? But yeah, I mean, you talk about that Dodgers lineup. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. What did you say? What was the stat you said earlier? The all every yeah, person. you had eight out of the nine in the projected been, lineup of this year. Have been all stars. Oh my gosh, eight out of the nine. Redonk. How does that team? Here's the crazy part, right? I mean, that team this year was phenomenal mm. how that team in this stretch where they have been like clearly the best team in baseball how they've only won one world series and it was in the 60 game season just amazes me yeah. amazes but yet me it makes me so happy oh yes yeah. i love it i love it keep it up let's keep her going boys let's, let's, yeah let's keep keep going. the baseball keep gods going. are against them carlos correa uh signing with the uh twins for three years Twins, what, what are is the, going the twins? on what is, <laughs> what is happening? happening what is happening with the twins i tell you what's happening no an additional wild card team to me, that's what's yes. happening. Okay. An additional wild card well, team is here's what's the, happening. Here's the crazy thing, right? Two years ago, right? I guess 2019. This team was a hundred win team, right? Yeah. I don't count what happened in COVID during 2020. Yeah. Asterisk year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 2021, same team as 2019, and this team is one of the worst in the league. What what the heck happened? Very similar roster. They sell at the deadline of 2021, and now you have and and it seems like they made a couple of trades. They made the Gary yeah. Sanchez trade. It's like. What is happening? Sunny Gray trade. What's going on? And then you throw in Carlos Correa. This team's competing in the Central. Absolutely. Mm, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what baseball wanted to incentivize with that extra playoff spot, right? You want to keep winning. So um, two more things. Let's go. Uh, Chris Bryant signs with the Rockies for seven years, $182 million. Yeah, so they, they give Arenado to the Cardinals for a bag of chips, and then they go out and they sign Chris Bryant for seven years. Uh, I. I, I like the deal. Uh, if you're the Rockies, I mean, you can't not like the deal, but at the same time, it doesn't make so much sense to me. I'm thankful he's not on the Cubs. I'll say that. Um, yep. And so uh, we're going to cut NFL free agency short this time to make it official oh, right at nine minutes. That, was that perfect or what? I mean, that was – I mean, it yeah, technically was wasn't because we definitely got one of our topics cut silky. short. But there's also a filler topic. So, you know what? Exactly. worked out pretty I mean, pretty well. Hey, boys, it's been a pleasure. This has been fun. Um, yeah. Got to cover some really good topics today. Got to keep with the local, the national. Um, really excited for where this is going to go. And just to be able to keep up with uh, – with what's going on around the league uh, for Cardinals and Blues specifically, from even Lindenwood, especially as that that jump to Division One, um, you know, continues to move, um, and then just there's still so much madness going on in sports right now. This yep. is the perfect time to start a sports podcast, isn't of course, it? Boys? Yeah. Signing off. Final thoughts, real quick, boys. Uh, thanks to Lindenwood for the facilities, and also uh, shout out to Lou Sports Show on Instagram. Yes, sir. Shout out to Brandon's dad, Walt, for uh, being I don't Walt. remember being, being I don't remember what he said about Walt, but. Walt, you rock. That's it. Just yeah. just Walt. Shout out yep. Walt. We're going to get one day. subscriber. It's going to be Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it. We uh, we don't really have a specific time for like what the um, the release date for these are, but as soon as, we, we, as, soon as we figure out some Shout of those continuous in. episode um, releases, we'll be sure to uh, get that info out. And then, yeah, what did you, what's the Instagram tag again, Brandon? Uh, the Lou Sports Show is going to be our Instagram tag. If that changes... I'll go ahead and put it out there as well. Perfect. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys.